The Solid 7 Podcast is a proud affiliate of GORUCK. GORUCK designs and builds the toughest gear on the planet, tested and proven at thousands of GORUCK events held all over the world and led by current and former Special Forces combat veterans. The GORUCK brand stands for Building Better Americans, the Special Forces way of life, and a life-or-death approach to building the world's toughest gear. Visit Solid7Podcast.com and click on the GORUCK link to learn more about their gear and events and a portion of every purchase and every event registration you make will go to support us here at the Solid 7 Podcast. Well, hello, world, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome back to the Solid 7 Podcast, a better than average podcast. If I do say so myself, and I do, Uh, this isn't a show about nothing, but it's also not a show about any one thing. Each week I get together with a guest and we talk about whatever is going on in the world that welcomes us. And this week we are, of course, I don't know who this we is. I am uh, happy to welcome back podcast regular fan favorite, Professor Rebecca Strangarity. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. We uh we struggled through some technological difficulties to get the episode it's true. up and running. I apologize. But uh we we adapted, we we overcame, overcome, we overcame. Yes. And and here we are. So the the challenge is listeners is uh part of it was this is the very first time that uh Patreon supporters are able to listen and watch live as we're recording. We were working through some of that. But uh just one of the the many, I'm being playing real fast and loose with the word many, one of the many perks to being a, a solid seven uh Patreon supporter now is uh occasionally getting to to sit in and listen and watch live and even chat with us as we do it. Which is so fun. N- yeah, not unlike a mediocre uh, FM morning show, taking callers. So we'll just, uh, we'll see how it goes. But Becca, you of course know the drill. We here at the Solid Seven Podcast are, as always, fueled by Jocko oh, Go. Yeah. What you got today? I got mango. Wait, yes, mango. I had a, a watermelon yesterday, but today we're going mango. Okay. I've been, I've, watermelon's been heavy in rotation with the new flavors. Yeah. Mango's been... Not like completely out, but man, is it's not making many appearances. It, there's not many times right now where I'm like, yeah, I need that mango. That's a big deal. What I really wish is that I could kind of pick and choose and select what I want instead of a case of only one thing. You know what I mean? That would be nice. Yeah. Can you talk to your boy yeah. again? Well, you just have to order cases of each. That's what you, I mean, I know. that's what we do. Yeah. Here at, here at the podcast. Here, yeah. Uh, now. Today, I'm going uh, for a deep cut, uh, uh, rarely seen on the podcast. I'm going with the Citrus Psycho. Here. Named, named, of course, for Navy SEAL Leif Bavin. So, okay. Uh, cheers. Cheers to us. Once again, I failed to refrigerate, so I'm going to, I'm, I'm pouring over, over ice here. Mm. So, mm. I, I held my, uh, <laughs> I held like my cup up to the mic okay. as I was. Uh, pouring last week for a little ASMR, a little right. bit of that that fizz, and uh, audio engineer extraordinaire Art Pipok, who of course ordered, edits the podcast for us. Uh, he's too good at his job, so he 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 filtered or gated or whatever it is he does with the audio, and the the fizz didn't make the cut. So I, was gonna say, I mean that's what he's 
Come on, Art. That's what he's supposed to do. So kudos. Kudos to Art, but, but uh, don't be so good, my man. Honestly, I didn't hear that. Yeah. I just was listening to you and Alex uh, the other day, and I was like, yeah, I definitely did not hear that, Kale. So hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And I teased it. I'm like, hey, here you go. Right. And then I, I failed to deliver. <laughs> so hilarious. But uh, so you, you probably you probably won't get it this week either. But uh, we'll forego the usual mini Jago Go. Uh, commercial here other than to say the citrus psycho just tastes like a sprite but one that won't make you fat nice i honestly they're the best i love them so much yeah so dude i mean yeah it's the best it's i i have to fight the urge to just like every time divulge into a let me tell you and we only ever talk i mean really hit on jocko go so many of the products so good anyways hit the link on the website use our promo code so you get the discount and uh you'll thank us and carry on. Yeah. Becca, I don't even know. There's, I don't even know where to start. There's so much. There's so much. <laughs> there's so much. And, and now, uh, I don't know how often I've talked about this on the podcast, but I kind of have two go-to recording slots on any given day okay. um, these mm-hmm. days. So uh, I, I pivot off these sometimes, but typically what I'm offering a guest, particularly re- regulars like yourself, is typically either a, like a 4 p.m., like mm-hmm. an afternoon time slot. Right. Um or an or an evening time slot. The the thing with the four p.m. it's it's more convenient for a lot of people than going at say like nine fifteen okay. p.m. It's a late sure. start, but it's it's time limited, right? Because the goal is like to record before the kids get home, so there's not toddlers in the background. Uh, and there's just so we're in we're in the early time slot. We're in the four o'clock time slot right now. And I've got three shows worth of notes. I got three shows. I know. I was looking at the notes. I'm like, Kale, this is a lot. And then I added my own notes. And here we are. So we got to get going. Buddy, we don't have time. So here's what you do. Here's what you do. I don't know how you feel about this. I could see you enjoying this. But there's all these movies these days, right, where regardless of genre, like you're looking for a happy happy ending and you don't Mm. get it. It's just like true to life right. Debbie Downer garbage and I'm sure you leave happy you're like I needed that good cry I don't cry and I don't appreciate it right yeah. I'm like no the movies are an escape give me the happy ending okay. put the couple that everybody wants together together kill the bad guy whatever right. right um so I say in in that spirit um because so much of what actually is in the news and is going on in the world. Well, what's funny is I'm like, no, let me give people the the non-depressing news. And this is still depressing. I just care about it more than the politics and the economy and all that other okay. stuff. Freaking Hagrid died. I know. Freaking yeah. Hagrid died. So, and uh, listeners, if you're, if you're not a fan of Harry Potter, more specifically the Harry Potter movies, uh, I should have put his actual name in the notes so I don't uh, slaughter it. But Coltrane. it's Robbie Coltrane, yes, it right? Is Robbie Coltrane. Yeah, the uh, just very lovable actor yes. who portrayed Hagrid yes. in the Harry Potter movies uh, passed away this past week. Yeah, it really is sad. There are so many sweet, you know, tributes to him. He just encapsulated the spirit, I think, of Hagrid from the books. Now, listeners, you don't know this, but Kale and I are both. We are uh, wizards who just did not get our letters. What up? One of my favorite vacations, I think we've talked about this on the show, is you and I and your beautiful wife, one of my best friends, running around Universal at uh, Hogwarts and Hogsmeade being complete idiots and Jade just putting up with us. Love her heart. (laughs) We're casting spells on everything. Calling calling her a muggle the whole time. She's totally a muggle. Even though she'd definitely be in Ravenclaw and we would be both completely screwed without her smarts. But 
we are what we are. She yes. is banished to the muggle world. Yeah. So yeah, so sad, Kale. Um, it you know every fall, every the end of October, beginning of November, I usually watch all of the movies because it, it they're fall movies. So it'll be a little bit yeah, sure. sadder this year to watch them knowing he's gone. And it's uh, I won't play it here because I still don't understand IP or trademarks or copyright. Uh, and someday when I, uh, have a staff and a producer, right. <laughs> we'll do those sorts of things. Uh, but, uh, I actually sent you a clip that I saw somebody post of him yes. sharing like how much he loved this role in these movies because it was something that would live in, uh, live on beyond him. And he's choking up as he's saying it and just talking about how special that is. And even makes the comment like, I won't be here to see that or experiencing it, but, but like Hagrid will yes. be, or the movies will yes. be. Uh, and just, it just seemed like anytime I've seen him interviewed or anything like that, of course I didn't personally know the guy. And I think sometimes we get a little too hung up on these celebrities whom we do not know and do not have relationship right. with. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it just seemed like there was a lot of him in Hagrid and, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And so, and when you, when you watch the movies or read the books, this isn't to denigrate Hagrid because you learn there's more to him, but it's just kind of that lovable oaf role. You realize mm -hmm. he's not really an oaf, but that's yeah. the way. And that's the point of the character, right, right is not to judge the book by its yes. cover. Um, and uh, so it's just, he's just more endearing than, you know, it's like McGonagall is awesome. Mm -hmm. Right. And when, uh, oh gosh, what is her name? She's a dame or yeah, something, right? It's, well, it's not Judy Dench. It's, um, oh my goodness. I'm not talking like a gangster. It's actually. Wow. I'm blanking at her but name. Still, yes. Yeah. But there still wouldn't be that sense of loss and sadness. There's just, there's just something with that character, with Robbie, with that character well, yeah. of Hagrid. Because he carried Harry at the very beginning and the very end. Like he was, he yeah. really, truly, I think was the most consistent family love security that Harry had. And yeah, it just, it's a really beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. And, um, pretty cool. Of course, obviously I'm, I'm here in central Florida. I'm in, I'm in tourist central. I'm in theme park central. And of course we've got universal here and you know, there's major portions of both universal parks here dedicated to Harry Potter mm -hmm. and the Harry Potter world. And one of the rides even is, uh, is a Hagrid themed ride. Yeah. You're on the flying motorcycle. And so actually I heard there were people leaving flowers and mementos at the ride, mm -hmm. but even universal, there's a scene in the ride where there's a, an animatronic Hagrid there wow. and they basically, they put flowers like at his feet, which, wow. um, you know, sweet. You know, from what is likely an otherwise money grubbing and heartless company, it's still a uh, whoever pulled the trigger on that there at the parks. Well, well done. It is well done. Well, played. it's also like very sweet listening to you right now, who believes that there is not a emotion of sorrow and loss. So I'm I'm touched to hear that you are expressing some of these feelings. Kale, have you progressed in your thinking? This would. In the in the male triumvirate of right, feelings, right. Uh, which are happiness, anger, and hunger, right. this kind of falls in a median space between angry and okay. hungry. Okay, thank you for clarifying. Yeah. I needed the mansplaining. Yeah, it's it's like the flip side of the uh, like the hangry coin. Uh, the other side okay. is um, is this mild. What you other people would experience as sadness. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. Really, like if I just had a Snickers right now, this this really wouldn't be okay. no factor. All right, fair enough. Fair enough.
So <laughs> it's funny you bring up mansplaining. Somebody the other day um, I made the comment. This might even have been you. I can't remember. Or maybe this was Alex. I don't know. I talked to a lot of people yeah. in my life. And I say a lot of things on the podcast, and I don't remember right, most right. of them. And <laughs> um, so but somebody was like, I, you know, I really need to mansplain this, but I'm not a man. <laughs> So I'm like, which is funny because just if it's coming from a woman, we just call it explaining. Right. Like it's just this, uh, it's this immediate sin right now. If a guy just tries to be helpful and offer insight into a thing. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. So sorry about that. We'll, we'll try. We, we men, we'll try to stop helping. Okay. Our Thank bad. you. Thank you. Please do. You know. So, yeah, I mean, I, I you know. After Hagrid, I don't even, every, everything else on the list annoys me. It's all worth talking about, but it all just hacks me off. Sorry. So this is going to be the grind my gears episode of the, uh, the Solid 7 yeah. podcast. You're pretty grumpy. Sorry about that. Let's, well, I don't, we don't do segments here, right? right? This isn't that podcast. There's not little bumpers. There's not edits. We're not going to, we're not going to take a break for a, uh, I don't know, an ad in the middle or, or a bathroom break. I don't understand. I, I don't judge them. Like there's many far more successful podcasts than mine that do take breaks in the episode. Mm. But I don't get that. Like there's editing. You know, you don't have to actually like have a break to go to the bathroom. It really, it Just doesn't make sense to me either. I've always. Yeah. But I'm considering okay. because there were just several things, just several things this week that felt to me like they would fall under this, this category okay. that, that I'm not saying this is a segment. Okay. I'm not saying I'm going to repeat this. Um, I think regular listeners know, especially for somebody who is as political a creature as I am personally in life outside the right. podcast, um, you know, the, the conservative libertarian that I am, I think uh, I keep the podcast pretty middle of the road, pretty accessible to people of all beliefs and genres and whatever. I think you do too. Yeah. Relatively. But it's real hard for me not to have a segment this week simply called Biden's America. <laughs> I don't know how much, I don't know how much the president is at fault for all these things. All I know is that these things throughout my lifetime in this country just aren't normal yeah they aren't they just aren't normal yeah i'm going to start with some that are quasi related okay. there's we're headed for a scarcer and pricier than ever yes. turkey shortage yes. for thanksgiving yes. it's true where where are the freaking turkeys and why am i jerry seinfeld now yeah. Why are you Jerry Seinfeld? I don't get it. You know, it's very interesting. It's really interesting. I, you know, where did they go? Hard to say. I need to hit, uh, I don't know if you listened a couple episodes ago to uh, Jeff from Colorado Beef, but like Jeff's a legit, you know, livestock agriculture act, subject matter yes. expert. Real deal. I, I need to message him and be like, bro, where are the turkeys and whose fault? To be, to be honest, I wish you would have ahead of this. That podcast, I learned so much. I have to be honest with you, not to segue. I think I was a little judgmental. I'm like, okay, this guy does, you know, meat. Dude, he 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 knows so much. He taught me so much. Kale, I was like taking notes. Yeah. I, I was like, whoa, okay, didn't know this, didn't put that together with that. It was such 
a fun episode. He was so kind, such a good speaker, very articulate. Anyways, really knows his stuff. But yeah, where the heck are all the turkeys? Yeah. And now, I do think there's room for some intellectual honesty here. We need to all stop acting like turkey's awesome because it's not. Right? Like, there's so many better meats to eat. Like, so many better meats. Okay. But it's Thanksgiving. I, it's it's Thanksgiving. This is America. There needs to be a big, fat, freaking bird on yeah, the table. we don't. Yeah. Turkey is what you eat at Thanksgiving if you're American. Sorry. So, so that's coming. Yes. Then, then... Um, I don't know if you've I don't know if you've noticed, Becca. Food prices though, Ooh. they're on the rise. Oh. They're on the rise. Yeah. Um, as is the price of just about everything. You could almost say um, the Inflation Reduction Act hasn't reduced anything. In fact, it's inflated everything. Uh, it does. You could say that. Um, it certainly feels that but way. Not. You know, um, I know you don't want to be political. I'm, I don't care. I'll be political, but don't worry because our press secretary, Corrine, tells us that we'll feel the reduction in the new year. So it's okay. Dude, listen, uh, what was the press secretary's name before Jen Psaki. her? Uh, Captain Jen Saki. Captain Saki. Okay. It's, it's like Jen Saki on the way out the door was like, good luck being worse at this than me. Yeah. And Corrine was like, yeah, hold yeah, my beer. For real. Yeah. 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 It's, she's, it's, the press secretary's a tough job. It might be an impossible yes. job. There's just no way you're not going to gaff semi-regularly. But, but. It's. The, this, this woman, there's just no way she's not having nightmares about Peter Ducey every night of her life. It's. Dude, it feels wrong yeah. how often he owns it her. It is. I know. It just, it, it, it almost, it almost feels like bullying at this point. It's not a fair fight. Yeah. You know, and you, yeah. And part of that's her problem in the administration. It's both and, but anyways, don't worry. We, uh, food prices are on the rise, but we're going to start to feel that reduction come the new year. So everything's okay. Well, until then, until we feel that reduction coming, Aldi, Aldi has a they solution. Do. I actually have, it's funny. I don't ever shop at Aldi these days. And it's not because I'm too good for it. It's just not conveniently mm, placed for, okay. for us and whatever. There's some around, but like I'd have to drive past several grocery stores. And when you live where there's a Publix, you shop at Publix. Yeah. Like if you're not in the Southeast, you don't understand, but that's just what you do. Um, but uh, I have this soft spot because I just remember as a, as a child, when I would go visit Illinois uh -huh. in the summers, my great aunts who, are, you know, my great aunts were my first best friends. I know that's an Odd thing for most people to understand, but I grew up with my great aunts. Like, right. you know, if you were close with your grandparents, that's how I was with my great aunts. If you're somebody out there, that's abnormal, but that's how it was in my family. And so my great aunt, Donna, she would, she would go shop at Aldi all the time. So I'd go up there and it just, it was fun for me as a kid, but I recognize now how ghetto it was. Like there weren't bags. There would be like empty right. boxes by the exit and you could put your groceries and stuff in those boxes to take them home. I thought, I thought it was fun, but Aldi has a solution folks. If you're feeling the pinch, of these rising food prices, they're just going to go ahead and uh, they're going to start carrying some edible bugs because that's where we're at now in Biden's America. Edible bugs. Can't afford, can't afford the ground beef. No problem. Don't worry. I've got a solution yeah. for you. Like you didn't, I, I, 
I didn't suspect it could get much worse than here. Here's this fake burger patty made from veggies. Um, but once again, I, I've got to stop having any kind of expectation because right. right. they just come sliding in right under the yes. bar, right under yes. it. Um, it, you know, is it, uh, is it extra creepy when you, when you hear things and see these video clips of like people in panels talking about how humans can be genetically engineered. We can make genetic edits to make people dislike meat or be allergic to meat. There's a video circulate circulating around about that lately. Or, you know, that like the, and this stuff annoys me because I'm not a conspiracy theorist person. I'm far more skeptical than yes. that. I lean towards Benjamin Franklin's three men may keep a secret if two of them are right. dead. Like it, it would be most conspiracy theories would be really hard. But um, like with the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab, you don't have to be a conspiracy theorist. They just put it all out yeah. there. Yeah, like, literally. You can just read and watch and, and, and listen and, uh, you know, seeing things like, oh, we've, we've got to, uh, you know, reduce our carbon footprint uh, and beef and cattle, which we talked about with Jeff from Colorado Craft Beef, are the worst. No, they're not. And one of the ways we're going to do that is we need to consume, we need to consume more insects. Right. And uh, no, just, just no. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you want to, sure. fine. Um, but just no. And and then you you see stuff like this, so it's like it's hard not to. It's hard not to in your brain go, well, listen. A lot of people in power mm -hmm. are have been fellows all around the world. Have mm -hmm. been fellows at the World Economic mm -hmm. Forum, or in are in other ways associated mm -hmm. with the World Economic Forum. And it's like, okay, there you wind the clock right. back, run it back five years, ten mm -hmm. years. Say to someone. We're going to get Americans right. to, to turn away from beef, to turn away from pork, to turn away from chicken and eat bugs and stuff. It's stay. unreal. And the level of laughter would Insane. be almost deadly. They might die from laughter. So then you start to think, knowing that, right? Knowing how reluctant a society so used to consuming animal protein would be to make that switch. Well, certainly somebody in a room somewhere goes, Okay, well, how do we nudge? How do we push them in the direction of either making that a necessity or at least making them willing to try? Right. Well, man, wouldn't wouldn't a bunch of inflation and an economic downturn um, on the back of a you know a global Pandemic. medical uh, right. air quotes that you can't see crisis um, that caused all kinds of supply chain issues? Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and you hate to see a crisis go to waste. I've heard that somewhere. You hate to see a crisis go to waste. So again, this stuff ticks me off because I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm I'm not a subscriber to Infowars. I'm just not that person. But dang, I also don't believe in coincidences. Yeah. And like, okay, no, I don't think Klaus Schwab is somewhere in a boardroom at Aldi pulling the strings being like, you will carry the insects. I don't know. I can't do a, a Klaus Schwab, uh, whatever. But it's just, again, like go back five, 10 years. Tell me that there will be an extended period of time where in, in my grocery stores in America, mm -hmm. as I walk around the store, there will be empty shelves in that store. 
and it has not stopped. At any given time, I go in to get groceries. It's not always the same thing. Right, something will come right. back in stock, but there's always something that's like cleared out. I, I get, you hear people, and Becca, you've traveled worldwide, right. and so you can attest yes. to this. I have some, but always on shorter mm -hmm. trips where I'm not grocery shopping. Mm -hmm. You've lived in Israel. You've spent extended time right. in other countries. People come from the rest of the world, first world countries, and marvel at our grocery oh, stores. Yeah. And so, like, if you come from elsewhere, I know you might think, oh, whatever, like, you know, you, you have, still have more options than in your grocery stores than, than we do here. Okay, I get it, but it's still not normal mm -hmm. here. And it's just, it's just hard yeah. not to ask questions, mm -hmm. not to wonder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it so. is, it is really interesting. And in, in what, when did we accept this as normal in America, that it's just okay? Um, I was thinking of that even the other day with just the amount of people who are leaving large cities and moving out because they're just not safe. And even I was up in New York City the other day. I'm not taking the subway. You couldn't pay me to get on the subway. Yeah. And I'm like, when did yeah. I just, you know, when did New York City people just acquiesce that crime is going to happen? You're going to get pushed onto the tracks and it's fine. Like, this is stuff that yeah. happens abroad. And you know, of course, there's so many far-reaching implications for this, but yeah, you know, and I'm not opposed to insects. I lived in South Africa for a while. I ate my fair share of mealyworms and other bugs, um, but it's just really interesting that we're pushing this as an alternative protein source and thinking it's going to be fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. And again, I'm, I'm not opposed to the insects in theory. As a matter of fact, a few years back, there was a company that do, was doing cricket-based protein, protein right. bars, XO, EXO. Yes, yeah. uh, Tim Ferriss was an early investor, and, and I tried them, and they were good. There was nothing wrong with them. There weren't, you know, cricket legs sticking out of my teeth or anything like that. But I was trying that as a curiosity. I was trying that like I would try any other new product, not out of necessity, necessity. Yes. not because meat either wasn't available or I couldn't afford it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's a totally different thing. And this like, hey, we know it's tough to afford the meat, but we have this alternative for right. you. And I'm not even knocking Aldi here. Like that might be legit thinking sure. out of the box. Like, hey, what can we offer our sure. customers um, still? But this just isn't something that you would have seen. And you just wouldn't Never. have. Never. Um, something else that's that's super fun is, uh, you know, like, regardless of who's in the White House, lots of people come and right, go, right. right? When you're the quote-unquote most powerful man in the world right. or woman at some point, right? right? Thank you. Um, like, people want an audience mm -hmm. with you for whatever reason. They either want to wield power, they want, they want the influence, they want the experience, they want the photo op. Lots of people, mm -hmm. lots of people come and go. Mm -hmm. um, but just this administration some of the guests just seem a little different from the past yes. uh and and one in particular stood out now this individual is known number one as a tiktoker and can we just talk about the fact that how obnoxious and annoying that is <laughs> you're just jealous that like that's their job title that's a category what do you do i'm, I'm a tiktoker yeah. i'm a i'm a youtuber I'm a social media influencer. Now, hey, 
I'm a capitalist. Right. You hustle, you get yours, whatever. Right. Uh, you know, you're like the top Uber Eats delivery driver in your awesome. area. No shame. You got people paying you a thousand bucks to put their makeup on in an Instagram post. Go right. for it. Hey, I'll put your makeup on on my podcast for a thousand bucks. I'll throw that out there right now. Um, but uh, it's just it's just a little obnoxious and even a little bit more when it's TikToker. Just a li- just a little bit more. Yes. And so um, this this TikToker who I didn't realize has been in the news this week. I didn't know this was the same person mm-hmm. until I kind of looked at this. Let me let me get that name here. I don't know that it matters. Uh, but this is a guy. I don't know if he was had a social media presence before um, before this. But this guy decided, from what I have read, don't follow, don't right. care. Six months ago, that he was going to live life as a girl. I guess very specifically as a girl, not a woman. This is a full grown right. man. So that's 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 uh, you know an extra concerning version of gender dysmorphia yes. to me. Um. And so uh, this guy has become pretty popular on social media and uh, is, is making the rounds, getting to do a lot of things that a lot of influential actual women mm-hmm. haven't ever had the opportunity to do as women uh, to speak for for women. So now, at least in this instance, he was invited to the, the White House to meet with the president to discuss trans mm-hmm. issues. So at least in this instance he didn't necessarily displace a biological woman. Um, However, he was uh, also not long ago, I guess, invited to speak at Forbes women's summit Mm -hmm. uh, to present. Yeah. And then uh, if if you saw like, I don't know if it's a, if it's a YouTube show or a podcast or what, but Ulta, the makeup company uh, or their, what, what are they like a personal care store? What do you call it? Makeup. makeup. It's, it's makeup, hair care, personal grooming products. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, he was on their show, whatever that is, podcast, YouTube, whatever, as a guest on on their Uh, podcast. I think the other person opposite him, I think was maybe, uh, also, uh, trans, I, gender I don't know. fluid. It's hard to tell. From he pictures. he identifies as gender sure. fluid, and then yeah, Dylan Mulvaney yeah. identifies as a girl, not just a woman, as a girl. Yeah. yeah. Um. So was on there recently, and uh, like the title of the episode or the articles I've seen about it is "Women Can Do It All," mm-hmm. or "Trans Women Can Do It All." All I don't know, and I haven't watched it. I have no desire to watch it. I've seen clips because it's been all over the news mm-hmm. and, and people like uh, Ali Stuckey have done a great job right. of responding to that in very in- intelligent ways. Um, and it's just such this mockery of womanhood. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, and oh, I want to be a mom and I'll be able to do that. And what he means is like uh, adopting and hey, especially like I'll, I'll let the strangularities defend adoption. This isn't a knock on adoption, uh, but you know, either doing a surrogacy or adoption um, and there's, yeah, that's a viable path to a, to a family for people who have reproductive issues and, and challenges mm-hmm. and, and, and whatever. Um, but in this, this instance, this application of those, those processes and those options is again, it's, it's just, it's a mockery of pregnancy. It's a mockery of womanhood. It's a mockery of childbirth. Um, and, uh, but, uh, he's, he's going to meet with president Biden. He's going to, he's going to set him straight on, on trans issues. So is, just, uh, you know, I don't, 
Oh, no, I was just going to say, it's yeah, just interesting that he needs to because Biden's, you know, general secretary of health is a trans, uh, trans woman, you know. So why does he need, you know, Dylan to come on? Uh, it is a mockery of womanhood. And, you know, Alter's podcast was the beauty. So this episode was the beauty of girlhood. And you're having an adult man come on and talk about the beauty of girlhood. Two, Two adult men. Two adult Correct. men. And it, both of the individuals, both individuals on that podcast were adult. Yeah, mass. talk about mansplaining. Um, it's just unbelievable, you know. And Alta's defending it. I, you know, I have their thing pulled up. They said we believe beauty has no boundaries. We want to create an environment where all expressions of beauty are welcome. Okay, that's great. That statement, fine. But if you're talking about a, being a little girl, then you don't have on these two men and. Yeah, you can buy all the eggs you want, rent all the wombs you want, but you cannot have a child biologically if you are a man. And it's, um, as a woman, it is just offensive. Um, yeah. You know. Now, one thing, yeah. One thing I wanted to hit on here, and it's it's a little aside to the issue, but I just feel like it's a question I'm certain you're going to have an answer oh, yeah. to. Um, but uh, for, for listeners that at this point, would rather not buy from Alta. I assume you have some rock solid alternatives. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I've never bought from Alta. So I, I, I like all natural skincare. Don't you hate that when you want to buy boycott something and you've never been a customer anyways? Yeah, like, oh, well, great. You won't do that. Um, you know, I like, uh, Ila health, uh, skincare. I really love. Um, and then I'll shop directly from bare minerals, but they're both clean beauty products. Yeah. I think Allie talks about all the time, Adele Cosmetics, but I'm not a big beauty girl. You know, I lived in the Middle East yeah. and uh, people there, male and female, prefer women to be natural and not be wearing a ton of makeup and not be spending hours doing your hair. It's just not a thing. And since moving back to the States, I just don't. Uh, I feel a lot of pressure as a woman professor to wear makeup the days i don't uh people make comments which is always fascinating to me because when would you ever make a comment about a man's face um it just doesn't happen but i don't love wearing makeup so i'll i'll buy from um full lane is a company that i use um online and their stuff is all ethical and fair trade and organic and whatever so like pivoting back to the the issue itself like your is it i mean is it fair to say obviously you're a professor by trade right now um i, I can't i can't well, i'm sure we've talked about it on here before but are you a licensed mental health counselor like i know you exist in that mental health space yeah and you have experience in counseling. yeah i never got licensed in the states i did most of my work uh in the mental health field abroad and I just never wanted to jump through the hoops. Uh, when I was doing it abroad, I didn't need it. So I'm certified abroad, but not in the USA. And then I've thought about working towards licensure here in the US. It's just such a, it's such a schlep of a process. And I, you know, I'm very happy in my job. And as long as I'm not fired one day, I hope to continue being a professor as long as I'm able. So it, it kind of seems superfluous to work towards licensure at this point. Um, so I'm not licensed in the U.S. I am abroad, but not in the USA. But like, you know, like you understand the the industry, you yes. understand the process, mm -hmm. the mentality. So within the, like the, the, the guide, 
you know, the, the quote unquote small B Bible within mental yeah, health DSM. is the DSM, Correct. which stands for. Oh my gosh, diagnostic. Kale, I have no idea. Look at them. I'm looking Look it up. People. It doesn't matter. But this is like how you uh, identify given, you know, whatever diagnoses. Oh, yeah, stuff it's like how that. you diagnose everything. Diagnostic yeah. st- statistical manual of mental disorders. So we're on the DSM six now. Five. Five. So, as I understand it, not being in the industry, so please correct me if I'm wrong. In the DSM four, uh, gender dysphoria was a a diagnosable condition. It was a mental health issue. Um, blah blah blah. Yakety smackety. As I understand it, that's no longer the case in the DSM five. So, is like has somebody presented any kind of case where it's like oh, here's this new data, this new information that we have now that we didn't have then that warranted this change? Yes. And I, it's a great question. I haven't researched that specifically to give an answer. So I want to defer that I would hope there's been actual research that's led that as opposed to societal pressure to change something. But I can't quote you this the research that they're citing to say that. So I, I don't know, but I would hope that there is something definitive that's leading that. But I don't know, Kale, it's a great question. Yeah, I mean, I, I asked that knowing that I wouldn't put a ton of faith behind it anyways mm-hmm. in that there was that, that whole group of three uh, academic researchers that not long ago, Correct. and I don't have the names off yes. the top of my head, but got papers published in respected journals that were 100% fabrication, and they were doing it mm-hmm. to demonstrate, to illustrate the issues with journals in in particularly not in the hard sciences mm-hmm. yes right and the issues with the peer review process and how political it is i think one of their papers um had something to do with um rape culture amongst dogs mm-hmm. hand to god this was a published they got this published in the scientific right. journal um one was um like a rewriting of mein kampf right uh and they they got it published and so, again, not to say, oh, well, based on this study, this study, and this study that were published right. and, and peer-reviewed, Correct. we made that Correct. change. Um, I, I doubt my, my suspicion, again, not, not a mental health professional, but I am a thinker. My suspicion is that no one has any hard data, any discovery they could point to for that change outside of political or societal pressure. Yeah, I, my hesitation to agree with you is that um, I would think there would be research and I think there would be research because you can make research and statistics say whatever you want it to. So whether that's research, you know, if you follow the money who paid for the study, that would be a different question. But there are criteria for the DSM. It's not like the CDC, let's just say, okay? So there is criteria that I'm apt to believe. Um, you know, it's also just a, 
I, I do think there's something to the prevalence in society that normalizes things, whether or not it was a real thing. You could study today. Gender dysphoria is on like a verifiable thing to look at in children today. It wasn't a few years ago. Why? Because it was never talked about. So do you know what I mean? Like there's something also to just be said for did the need arise and then research started coming about it and then we talked about it or did we prescribe this onto children? Okay, that's another question. But I think my just, my trust in the scientific establishment doesn't want to let me completely agree with you. And I will say, because this is a little more rigorous than just the CDC changing their guidelines, right? Um, so... I, I don't know, but it is, it does make you question things, Kale. I just don't know that I am following your thinking. I'm disagreeing with you. Well, let me clarify my sure. statement because I'm, I'm always open to a guest disagreeing with me. This is America oh, yeah. and everyone has the right yeah, to be We wrong. disagree a lot. I'm not saying nobody would have a, a study to point okay. to. I would, I would question the veracity of the science in the study. Sure. You could I, I mean, like this is, the, this is one of the things we talked about when we had uh, uh, Dr. Banting on. Uh, a few weeks ago was just like, you know, yes, the, the placebo controlled double blind study is the gold standard, you know, the gold standard sure. for scientific study, but it's not infallible. And you have to dig into the studies and actually look at how were they structured? Right. What was the size of the sample exactly. group? What could they actually control for and not control for? This is a, a nightmare uh, in the nutrition realm. A lot of what is quote unquote nutrition science is epidemiological. It's not verifiable. You can't control its its people reporting what they ate, how they exercised after the fact based on their memory. There's a lot of garbage science right. out there around nutrition, but there's a lot of garbage science right. anywhere. And so just to say, well, hey, this study was done and it showed this. Often there's conflicting mm -hmm. studies or hey, this, but even, you know, what that, what that group demonstrated with going to the effort of publishing the the false the fraudulent papers right. um and again they weren't trying to like they weren't trying to claim that well, they were trying to make the point it wasn't like hey let's get fake work right. published it was hey look you can get fake work published was the point uh but even so even the fact that you have a uh you know double blind placebo controlled study and that you get it published in in a peer re reviewed journal does not mean the science there is right. good and my guess is that in, if anyone has a study that they can point to, a discovery that they can point to that changed the DSM's view right. and take on gender dysmorphia, mm -hmm. um, that it's probably not great science. Yeah. And I and I and I bet you can't replicate. I I bet you couldn't replicate it. Yeah. Which that's that's the other key. Like you get this stuff published, and then other scientists elsewhere go, okay, we're gonna. Replicate it. We're going to recreate right, your, yeah, yeah the, the whole thing to see if we can duplicate right. it. And when no one can, and this happens in science, when nobody can duplicate your results, right. it's erroneous. It basically gets, it gets chucked. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, these are all great points. I, you know, I hear them. I want to say that there are good reasons for why we changed the DSM, but. I think a lot of it is political. A lot of it is financial. Uh, you know, who's paying for things? How are they being done, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, you know, yeah. 
it it just it just infuriates me. I'm not trying to white knight. I was actually just telling talking to somebody the other day. Um, I was probably mansplaining um, that like if you've ever seen a guy at like a one of these women's rights rallies, uh-huh. right? Right. Um, now there because of these shifts in society, this doesn't hold one hundred percent true. Uh, but if if you see a guy at one of these things mm-hmm. that's you know biological right. male heterosexual. Right. Please allow me to explain that he could not care less about whatever is being marched he just for. Wants a date. He wants to get laid. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's why. Okay. That's why he's okay. there. So, but I want to be, so I want to be very clear. I'm not white, white sure. knighting for women and women's issues here. Um, but, you know, particularly now as a father of a daughter, mm-hmm. seeing what this movement is doing right. to, to women you know, it's Matt Walsh's whole thing. Right. The dude did a whole documentary yes. is What's a woman? like based yeah. on the beliefs of the left right now, there is no definition for a woman. It does not mean anything to be right. a woman based on their set of values. Yeah. It is really fascinating. And never in my life did I think I would be agreeing with ultra feminists, but they are the ones that are defending what it means to be a woman. It's super fascinating. It's like these raging liberal left, um, you know, sisters of mine are the ones defending actual femininity and what it means to be a woman. And it's, you know, it's just, it's very fascinating. I talked about this in, in one of my courses this fall with my students, you know, when we did the waves of feminism uh, lectures and how do we hold the tension of, uh, the gift it is to be a woman and the privilege it is to be a woman while also acknowledging there are limits to that. Just like there's limits to being a man. You, you know, sweet Dylan Mulvaney, he's never going to have a daughter. Like he's never going to have a child, period. Not just a daughter. Like, sorry, homeboy. Like you don't have those parts and that's okay. Like it's really difficult to be a woman today and to want to progress and be a strong, capable leader and be a strong woman, but also, yeah, everything in society is erasing the beauty that there is and the fragility and vulnerability of being a woman. And you can't hold both together in society today. It's very sad, Carol. Yeah. So that's this week's edition. Yeah. of Biden's America. We'll see if it makes a return. Ah, uh, Biden's America. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to do segments, but that just, uh, you know, as I'm, as I'm adding stuff yeah. to show notes for this week, all those things just seem like this, these things. What is this? Yeah. It's, it's just that normal, but part of, you know, part of what's facilitating all of this we hit on with Dylan is the TikTok, And yes, I'm saying that old person style on purpose, the TikTok. Uh, because, you know, there's there's fresh news out about TikTok again this week that reminds us that TikTok sucks again yeah. and still, which is their parent company, which China. is, you know, whatever, whatever Chinese right. government right. front right. owns right. them. Um, turns out they had like non-disclosed internal plans to use TikTok to, uh, unbeknownst to the user, uh, track the locations of specific Americans. Yeah. Uh, but it's super fun to lip sync along to the dances and videos and stuff. So 
So it's whatever. Just calm down. You know what stinks here is I think everybody would be on board with like, no, TikTok sucks. Get out of Mm -hmm. here. If it hadn't been President Trump that tried to shut TikTok down and get them out of here. I mean, it's a great point. Like we would. We'd all be shocked and appalled at all of these things. Um, You know, like several weeks ago, Joe Rogan was ranting and raving like he actually sat down and read through. TikTok's end user license really? agreement and started breaking down some of the things that are in there. Like, listen, I get China makes all our stuff and it hacks me off and you should go buy stuff from origin right. uh, at the very least, or at least look for things that are made right. in like, I don't know, Vietnam, Singapore, where, sure. like anywhere, anywhere else, right. anywhere else. Um, China, China's just not your fan. No. They're, they're not your fan and they're not your right. friend. And, um, there, there's not like, there's only kind of private industry. There's only kind of private companies right. and just the, the amount of data that's available to any company that you allow to put an app on your phone, on your tablet, on your computer, um, you right. know, tweak the privacy settings and all that stuff, all it you want, matter. but you're not coding, neither am I. And you're not looking at the right. code. And so you're trusting on. You're trusting Google, Apple, Microsoft to vet these things and make sure they're not doing things that they're not supposed to right. be doing. And there's always, you know, it's always spy versus spy there. It's always gamesmanship mm-hmm. and, you know, what can you sneak in and whatever. And like the news that comes out, it's like when there's this surprise news about TikTok, it's never, it's never good yeah. stuff. Now, I don't love like crap like this has come out with Facebook before and I don't love it then either. But at least it's American. But Facebook. Yeah, like it, at least it's just the the robot that is Zuckerberg, right? right? It's not the communist re- regime in China, um, and uh, so just just get off the TikTok. That's all yeah. I'm saying. It's never been good. Get off the TikTok. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. China is going to destroy us one day. So why? And, and I will say again, and you can you can hold me to mm-hmm. this. If being on TikTok is what it takes for the Solid 7 podcast to blow right. up, then the Solid 7 podcast will yes. fail. Will fail. Right. I'll be honest. Like, I'm, I already, like, I already get the icks over Instagram. I know you do. I'm, I'm, I'm not even crazy about that. Right. But I realized, like, the only way for the podcast to grow is for people to hear about the podcast. Mm-hmm. Now, you lovely listeners, uh, you know, you could... You could tell, you could tell some people on the podcast that might save me from that fate of posting things or, or maybe you're all enjoying me awkwardly try to make viral reels, which just is not my bag. It's not, I'm not built for it. It's not my thing. Um, so maybe you guys are just enjoying that. Maybe that's why you're not reposting or telling your friends or, or whatever. Now, will I promote? I've been almost exclusively promoting the podcast and active on Instagram, mm-hmm. though, as I've said on here before, my stuff cross post to Facebook, which I'm never on, but it's there. And it cross post to Twitter. Twitter, Kale. Will I, will I go hard in the paint on oh, Twitter yeah. as soon as Elon's sale goes through? Yes. Yes, I will. Yes, yes I will. But, I cannot uh, believe, you know, Papa Elon is coming back to Twitter. Like what is going on? I really thought oh it God. was Listen, done. 
I even, I think I even texted you how sad I was. This is not happening. And now it seems yes. to be happening. And, but well, maybe. will Twitter exist or will he fire everybody and just shut it down and just absorb the loss financially? Do you think he's going to continue Twitter or will he blow it up? I don't know. So listen, much unlike Biden's America, there were just so many Elon bullet points oh, this so week. Many. Elon needed a segment. He needed Elon a needs section, his own segment. Right. Before we move on, I do want credit here from you, the podcast listeners. Uh, last week, uh, I was talking to, right. to Alex, who is a, a media manager, one of her many hats, professional media manager, about how annoyed I was that I had put together what I felt like was a pretty decent reel of delicious steaks right. from Colorado Craft Beef along to a Michael Buble song. And if you don't like Michael Bublé, we probably can't be friends. Like, who doesn't like Michael Bublé? Right. Uh, and, I'm, and, it, and I'm like, and it's getting no traction. Well, here's the thing. Is it got some traction? <laughs> like, after that, it just, it just kept climbing and climbing. It's still, I have had likes on that reel come through while we've been recording Stop right it. now. Like, multiple, multiple, still. So, like, I was screenshotting, like, the accounts reached. Yeah, yeah. And sending them to Alex. I'm like, am I an influencer now? Is this, this count? Am I viral? Ooh, kale. Yeah. Okay. So, so there you go. People do like steak and Michael Bublé. People do. Who'd have thunk it? Of course they like steak and Michael Bublé. I love steak and Michael Bublé. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is hilarious. But all that to say, me and Instagram might not be long for this world after Elon's purchase goes okay. through. So, yes, Elon famously had agreed to a buyout of Twitter. Uh, for forty-four billion dollars, which are, was a reasonable price when he made the offer, that's grossly overvalued. Now the stock is way down since that went down. Um, he tried to back out. Elon felt like Twitter was being dishonest with the number of bots on their service, as as does every other user feel that they were being exactly. dishonest with the number of bots uh, on their service. Uh, but he tried to back out. It was going to go to court, and then he decided uh, he was back in. I'd like to think just to make the point of, you know what, that money is nothing to me. So let's do it anyways. Um, so he's, so he's back in maybe. So here's tell, the deal. Tell us. Cause I didn't know this. I thought it was. Done. Um, so one, well, we'll start with some of the big okay. news, uh, which is the reports uh, this week are that Elon is planning to lay off 75 of the Twitter staff. And I kind of fall in line with the folks over at the Babylon B on this, which was they're like, um, all these woke scolds have just spent years blocking people, uh, censoring people and keeping them off the service. No, sorry. If I don't shed a tear when you get your pink right. slip, sorry. Uh, Babylon B in particular has been uh, locked right. out of Twitter for the last six months for a joke because they wouldn't retract. It's a satire site because right. they wouldn't retract a joke. a joke and kudos to them for not retracting yeah. it. And Twitter's just like, just delete the tweet and you can be right. back on. And the Babylon B told them to pound yeah. sand. Um, so now here's the thing with that report. It's coming from the Washington post. Let me rephrase that. It's coming from the, the very, very left. Jeff Bezos owned Washington Post. So take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> I don't know that they would hate an opportunity to make Elon look, you know, like like Dr. Sure. Evil 
with very shaky sure. substantiation. So maybe legit, maybe not. Now, Elon has said he does plan to use it for the basis of AppX. Okay. As I understand it, the idea of AppX is like, um, is it we WeChat? Yeah, WeChat. Yeah. Like basically like yeah. a WeChat that isn't Chinese okay. owned. So I've never used WeChat, but as I understand it, it's like a one-stop shop yes. for everything. Like you order yep. your food through WeChat and you order yep. your whatever their version of Uber right. is. Right. And so kind of using Twitter, almost just buying, you yeah. know, the, the IP, like just buying right, the URL right. and just using it as the basis. I don't think that's the case. I think he genuinely believes that uh, sites like Twitter um, are the town square I now. I really do think he, he, he values freedom of yeah. speech and wants to see something with that kind of exposure do better with that. Um, that might be just me choosing to believe the best in Elon, uh, but I really do think that's where he's coming from. Now, the problem is, so he's he's come back and said, okay, I'm, I'm back in. So this deal's supposed to close by the 28th of October. So this episode drops on the 24th. So if it isn't already closed, it's supposed to be closed within four days of, of the earliest you would be hearing it. this. Now, this one, this is a problem. I didn't know if I should put this under Biden's America or I Elon. Um, the administration has come out this week and said, they intend to review this deal and other business uh, dealings of Elon's um, for national security reasons, for uh, believing that it's a national security risk. Yeah. Can you explain that? Why do they think that? Because they just don't like him? Right. They don't think that. They just don't like yeah. him. Okay. Um, one, they're not fans of things or people they can't control and they cannot control Elon. Um, they're, they're ticked about him coming out recently and saying that, so Ukraine decided it, so Elon, Elon's an engineer, mm -hmm. right? Like the Asperger's is legit, yes. which already makes your brain work a certain yes. way. Um, and which is why you see them like very successful, successful in very analytical mm -hmm. positions as, as attorneys, as engineers. Right. Elon looks at things and he's trying to solve an engineering mm -hmm. problem. Elon, Elon looks at our birth rates crashing and says, I'm going to personally create as many children as right, I can. Right. Elon looks at things like at some point, a meteor could come end all life right. on earth again. So the engineering solution is to be multi-planetary. Yeah. Elon thinks like an engineer. So Elon's looking at the issue. Elon, who graciously, without question, without having his arm twisted, without any guilt, when things started popping off in mm -hmm. Ukraine, said, hey, we'll open up Starlink and we'll provide Starlink so that you can still communicate. Right. He didn't have to do that. The company right. didn't have to do that. Um, so he's looking at this issue and he comes out and says, hey, for, like, for the sake of ending this conflict, for the sake of ending the death involved, mm -hmm. like Ukraine just needs to cede some of these areas that where the people, the majority of the people in them would rather right. be Russian anyways, right. feed those to Russia and let's be done. He's trying to engineer a solution exactly. to this problem, which everybody wants and because you, Putin just wants to escalate yes. it and blow a nuclear no. bomb. And our president is saying, yeah, it could happen. So praise the Lord for Elon trying yeah. to deescalate. Anyways, continue. And so Elon caught all kinds of flack about this and people from Ukraine started popping off, including like legit government officials right. started popping off. Well, you know what you don't do in life? You don't bite the hand that feeds you. So 
Elon, who's been providing all this Starlink right. service for both military and consumer communications right. within Ukraine, with all the damage that's been done to their infrastructure, says, you know what? It's not sustain sustainable for us to keep footing the bill right. for this. So Ukraine or the Pentagon or somebody needs to pony up or we're going to have to discontinue right. service. And again, so some of it, so they're touting his behavior as the basis for these national security risk concerns because that was him acting as a mouthpiece for Putin, siding with Russia because he said those things. Right. I've said, I'll tell you right now, I've said almost the exact same thing mm -hmm. on the podcast. I think I said it uh, with uh, with Bill Staley when he was on. I think I've said it with Mike Redacted right. in that my, my fear is that Putin will nuke someone or something before he will lose this right. war. And so I've said someone needs to give him something that he can hop on TV in Russia and call yeah. a win. I'm not saying somebody needs to let him win. I'm not saying somebody needs to give him what he wants. I'm saying you got to give him something that he can turn around and call right. a win to save face right. so that he doesn't nuke right. something. That's not very different from what Elon said. Right. He, Elon just went one step further and said, and this is what I think you should give him so he can say Correct. that he, that Correct. he won. Um, so, and it's like the to the tune of like eighty million dollars that Starlink that SpaceX has subsidized right. in providing this Starlink service. Right. Um, I'm sure that plenty of Raytheon made products mm -hmm. have found their way into the conflict in Ukraine. I'm sure that plenty of Boeing made products right. have found their way into Ukraine. Are they providing those free of charge? Yeah. Are they, are they subsidizing right. that? Why does Starlink fall in this extra special category? Right. Because Elon's the richest man right. in the world? That doesn't necessarily have anything to do with SpaceX mm -hmm. and SpaceX investors and SpaceX's right. books, right? Um, so why is he, so so there's there's that. Um, you know, he's been you know a, a vocal critic of the administration at mm -hmm. times, who again. Like, you know, they'll they'll tout progress in EVs and intentionally like mention all these companies and not mention Tesla, who is clearly the right. leader by a country freaking right. mile in yeah. EVs. Um, so there's there's just no love lost mm -hmm. there. I, I think they're not a fan. And again, going back to Ukraine, speaking of biting the hand that mm -hmm. feeds you, um, so so you're gonna start treating Elon like an enemy of the state. You're gonna start investigating Elon's business dealings for national security mm -hmm. risks. Um, what's your plan for getting astronauts to and from the exactly. International Space Station? They're not going to do anything without Elon. What's your, yeah. Yeah. What's your, what's, oh, SpaceX is the only ride. The only ride. Boeing Starliner still hasn't flown a single astronaut. NASA went back and bought more rides on the Dragon crew capsule because Boeing still doesn't have theirs working. So there's no reliable ride there. Oh, hey, how are you going to land people mm -hmm. on the moon? Because SpaceX has the lander contract and everybody else who was bidding for it was vastly more right. expensive and isn't near as far along in their design mm -hmm. as Starship yeah. is. So so, but, um, you, so, you're at the very least, you're going to if, if Elon says, yeah, we're, now it's, it's mutually assured destruction, right? Mm -hmm. Like, the government is a massive customer right. for SpaceX. Right. Massive. 
Uh, but they're not the only customer, and I'm sure there are other buyers that would like to buy up their, that launch capacity. Yeah. Uh, but it just, I, I don't. Okay, so we're devolving back into Biden's America. This, uh, this administration's willingness to use the power of the executive branch of executive agencies right. to go after political opponents is freaking terrifying. Yeah. They just will terrify, you know, it, it really is hard. I think sometimes kale to not be a conspiracy theorist because everything Biden's administration and the left accuses Republicans of, and I'm not even a registered Republican, you know, but everything they accuse them of authoritarianism and doing all these things, totalitarianism, they are doing the same. They're they're accusing the right of doing what they're doing, which is pretty much the definition of gaslighting. Uh, it's just it's really unreal. It's hard. Yeah. So all that to say, the federal government could actually bail Elon out of this. What is a bad right. deal, especially with the economy going down? He's he's going to be close to paying almost double what Twitter's right. worth. If he, if he buys at 44 Crazy. billion, like Mark, like market right, value. Right, right. Right. Um, and so if now the, I, the, the takes that I read is that this government just can't move mm -hmm. this fast, but there's the potential there that they just come in and squash this deal. That Elon maybe wasn't going to be able to get out of in trial and Elon can just, walk, walk if away. If they do that, it would be unreal. It would be hilarious. I, I don't even know, Kale, how to process that. And, hey, maybe, maybe Elon's paying 4D chess. Maybe he reached out to the administration. He's like, listen, I'm your only ride to space. Wow. I'm the only one wow. with a legitimate charger network. I want out of this Twitter deal. Wow. I need a solve. Wow. Maybe, maybe. You know, I wouldn't put it past him, but that is also unreal. And Biden would never do that. Yeah. He would never bail out Elon. No. He's way too no. selfish and no. into his own interest to do that. But um, I did love, this is kind of going back a little bit to what you said with Elon and Ukraine, but I did love when the, you know, he said that about Ukraine, about Russia and the Ukrainian foreign minister tweeted at him like, dude, we don't want you. And then Elon took his Starlinks and left. And then everyone's like, we don't have internet. And they're like, you told me to get lost. I got lost. Sorry, yeah. you're not happy. It's like, woo. Yeah. He, he literally tweeted something along the lines of like, you know, just following right. your advice. I love it. I love it. Oh yeah. my gosh. Um, yeah. Elon is a, he's something, he's something else. Now, you, you know, as much as I like to throw shade at the social sure, medias sure. here. You're uh you're no influencer. I'm not. I'm not an influencer. I mean, you are not without influence, but you're in the Carmen you know, car, uh, common understanding of it. Yeah, I think I have like 300 followers, if that. That, that said, uh, I find your Instagram and your stories thoroughly <laughs> entertaining, too. and have reg have regularly recommended oh, it to to the listeners Thanks, and yeah. to others. If you're not already following Becca, go and do it. It's not hard to find. Maybe I'll throw it in the show notes. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, maybe not. It's a lot of effort. Oh, wow. <laughs> but wow. Uh, you, you, now we're not legitimately, Becca, 
you got to stay with yeah. me here. Legitimately, we're not going to rehash all of the content here because there is a su- significant portion of my demographic that will tune out. They will tune how, out. How do you but, know that? Maybe I'm bringing the people and they want to hear what I have to say. Listen, I see the male fee number, female numbers, and I know what those dudes want to wow. hear. Okay. And what it what they what they don't want to hear the is your several several days worth of content on menstruation. Days. Yeah, it's true. Many it's many true. stories. It's true. Many many posts. Uh-huh. Um. And so I'm not I'm not begrudging what you did, and certainly it fell well within your demo. Yes. Things I found surprising tell me, tell me. about it was um, well. First, let me pause, let me pause the, you. Let's just give yes. the listeners the reality: is I'm a college professor. There's an organization that provides period products to women, and they let professors uh, fill out a form, and then they mailed you products that you could give away to students. Okay, so I hosted a giveaway. Within that giveaway, I wanted to also educate and express a little bit more that I think our sex ed we had as seventh graders across America did nothing to educate us. And uh, especially being a professor of women's studies, I felt like it fit within my job description uh, as well. So that's what Kale is talking about uh, as he now says whatever he's about to. Go ahead. No. Um, Obviously, you know, there are things I say on this podcast that I say because I I believe them and I think they're interesting or I think they're sure, educational sure. or or whatever. And then I think certainly regular listeners understand many things though delivered quite yes. dry are yes. cheeky. They're yes. tongue in cheek. So the the serious comment on this, like the takeaway as okay. a guy, is I'm like, hey, I don't need to I don't need to know all this. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, but I'm like, I I'm listening to you talk about it. I mean, I might have you know, I might have been tapping through some of them quickly. Uh, but I'm just like, it it is it was shocking to me as a guy. As I'm like, I I it just surprised me that this isn't content that is just well known mm. and regularly talked about and and taught to to girls and mm. women. I'm like. Is any of this surprising to to anyone? Is this is any of this educating? So so there was that like yeah. Uh, so women out there f- fix that. Um, but when and where? But, like when and where? Uh, Kale, would you have expected that to happen? Yeah. Like, do you think we're having? I would assume moms. Oh, okay. I would assume moms. Okay. okay, that's fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like I. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't think our the, the that government schools would do a good job with that, and I wouldn't necessarily want them to be the ones sure. doing it anyways, though there would certainly seem to be a, a, a role for that in uh, health and or biology courses. Sure. But I would think at the very least moms. Okay, that's fair. Um, I could give you the reasons why that didn't happen. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead. Keep going. Yeah. Now, so there was okay. that. Um, there was also, um, there were some things that were pretty woo in there, Becca, there were some things that I felt like were pulled, uh, you know, straight out of like a, uh, uh, doTERRA or is it young, young living, wow. or young life, young living. uh, pres- pres- presentation uh-huh, uh-huh. there, you know, there was some, there was some soft science in there. Fascinating. Um, so, so I had to call it a, you know, had to, had to call that okay. a little bit. There's, but, the, but the thing I really took issue with, the thing that we need to deal okay. with here on the Solid Zone podcast, the thing we need to set sure. straight is um, some of the advice. And again, I, I mean, 
I'm, the male listeners are hanging by a thread already, and this might just push them over the edge. But um, you you made the recommendation, said you had taken this course of action yourself okay. of of naming your period. And uh, I don't know if my terminology is right there. I don't know if it's the cycle, the period, the whatever. And I just find that real problematic. Now, I need to be clear. I'm somebody already who, like, if you tell me, oh, my car's name is this, already I'm judging, sure. either internally or sure. externally. I'm judging. The, oh, my car's name is this. No, no. We name ships. We name boats. We don't name cars. Um, and we we certainly don't name bodily functions. Okay. Like, not with, like, yes, there's a word for sure. it. But I don't know about anthropomorphizing okay. it. Eh, I That's don't know. fine. That's fair enough. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. you know. I think part of that to me goes back to trying to accept and not, I I will just be honest and I know I want to be sensitive to the male listeners, but there's so much I think stigmatized about a woman's cycle and getting your period. And I think for girls, there's a lot of shame over it that we have to hide that this is happening to us. You know, we'll, you know, stick our tampons in our purses when we go to the bathroom because we don't want someone to know that we're on our period. And I think to me, part of the naming it, and this is the psychology behind it, is that, uh, and I usually just say my period. I actually don't really, I did for a time have a name and I, I don't anymore. But I think part of that is just, this is accepting it, normalizing it. This is not some evil, horrible thing. Your face is killing me right now. But I think that's the point. And yeah, you will never understand as a man, you will not get it. But, you know, I listen, Kale, most of my job is teaching women and I just listen to them and the things that have been said to them and the feelings that they have around this. And it doesn't need to be. And, and I think men could do a much better job of just, my gosh, you guys are all the ones about video games and shooting and blood and guts. Why does it gross you out that this is happening to a woman once a month? Like, get over yourselves. That's my thing to the men. I don't understand. Yeah. No, you know, I, I think there's, you know, again, obviously some of this is, is we're in the time. Yeah, yeah, sure, uh, sure, sure. Here. But, um, you, you know, so there's a happy medium between things, right? Like my my former co-host, Josh, RIP, he, he loved to riff on, why don't people talk about right. pooping? Why don't people talk about farts? Yes. Everybody does it. So like there are things that it's like, um, no, you shouldn't be embarrassed about them. This falls, falls well within this. It's a biological exactly. function. It, it happens. But like not every topic is, is appropriate for every setting, okay. every group of people, everyone ever. So it's like having sure. some, some, it's, I'm not saying it's indecent to talk about sure. these things. Um, but everything has its time and place and its yes. and its audience and whatever. So I think it's finding that that happy medium between one, it's it is it it's a it's a travesty if if women and and, and girls aren't being taught these things regularly and fully understand yes. these things and and aren't freaked out by them and and whatever. That's something that seems to me like it needs a right. fix if that's the case. Um, so, but th- then there's you know you'll see these these far to the other side movements of like. Oh, you shouldn't even, you know, be wearing anything. And, you know, it's, it's pictures with, you know, the bloody, you know, shorts, pants, whatever. 
again, we're going to try and pivot off this topic here real quick before stick with me, dudes, just stick with me. We're, we're close. Cause it is a legit thing. Like it's, it's a legit issue, even though it's not an issue for us. So it's like, okay, well let's not be like that wackadoo. And again, I'm not saying like, don't point and laugh at the girl or the woman who that happens to on accident. Cause that crap happens, right? Like that's just life. So yeah, shouldn't be embarrassed about it. Also shouldn't like some people are like, I'm just going to be real. Well, like just being real. Isn't making like every conversation and setting just as uncomfortable, needlessly uncomfortable as possible. So it's like, um, Hey, should you be willing and, and, and capable of openly being like, Oh, Hey, like I gotta go change my pattern, change my tampon or whatever and grab it and go regardless of like who's around. Yeah. Maybe like, I don't know that I'd get up from the boardroom. I don't know that I'd get up from that meeting and rather than just saying, excuse me, I'll be right back. Say, no, this is what I'm going to go do. Allow me to provide you with the graphic details. I got to deal with Susie or whatever you've named it. Um, so that's what I'm saying. Like setting matters. So it's like, no, so don't be embarrassed, but also have decorum. Okay, and I 100% uh, right? agree with and so, that. And, and, and what, yeah, and I'm saying, like, I feel like what you were offering is is that in between. I think that was a good setting for it. I think it was good content. I think it was needed content. Mostly, I'm just busting your chops for fun. But again, let's stop naming inanimate things. Okay, firearms. Firearms are also acceptable. Wow, um, totally disagree with oh, you. Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, Everything fire. I own has a name. Listen. My car has a name, oh, and I will die on that hill. No. That you are just a weirdo. No. Yeah, no. you're just wrong. Ships, ships, boats, firearms. These are the things we can wow. name. Objects okay, we can name. that's fine. We'll agree yeah. to disagree, Joe, and that's fine. <laughs> Uh, so, so all that yeah. to say, tune in to, uh, Becca's Instagram stories for I more. I saved him as a highlight, <laughs> just so you know, you actually yeah. would not believe how many women said they had no clue about 90% of what I posted. And that to me is, yeah. is so sad that we're not educated about our own bodies and what's going on. So I was really happy to do that. It did last a week and it was really funny. I had a bunch of girlfriends who's spouses started following me because of all my funny dating stories <laughs> just so happened they like all started following me that like the week before and so the first things they saw was me going off on uh your period and menstruation so yeah uh I, I think hey that's it's the price yeah, of entry Aunt flow is that what you're going to type in here my my aunt flow perfect yeah. perfect i love it because reading out my show, my yeah, live my show, show notes. notes. So, anyways, we can pivot. Sorry, gentlemen, talking about that. I know it's terribly embarrassing for you. Well, hey, uh, you gave us a segue, and uh, also the guy's favorite topic. It might be because I get a kick out of this. So let's let's go for the usual uh, Becca dating update. Now, when last you appeared? When last we right. saw you here on the Solid Seven Podcast? You were calling in live. From a multi-day wedding date, um, uh, you were both on. You and, and and Jordan was the counterpart there, and uh, you guys were were very open about how you were approaching the relationship, right. and it created just a flurry of interest uh, in your social media. People had people had thoughts. People had thoughts. And uh, first of all, if those same people are tuning in again, can I just say on Becca's behalf, calm down. Thank you. I'm just, Becca won't say it. She was nice. She probably responded to you guys and answered. And I'm going to say, calm down. Becca's an intelligent, empowered, grown woman. She can handle her business. She's not out sleeping around. She's protective of her heart. Just calm down. Mm -hmm. Also, if you're not dealing with the same modern dating space, 
I don't want to. This is a freaking nightmare. Maybe keep your hot takes to yourself. All that mm-hmm. said, uh, maybe where where are we at? What's You're what's so going sweet. on Thanks here? Thanks for saying that. It's really kind. I would never say that to anyone, but I felt it and wanted to many times. So thank you. Um, yeah, no, that's why I'm here. Yeah. So that was fun. Um, that was a hilarious time. Uh, you know, I don't have a ton of dating updates. I had some weird health things that came up in uh, September. So I took a break from being on the apps, as they say. I'm still uh, chatting. I wanted to be like smart and be like, actually, things have progressed so well. We're now married. Um, but I didn't know how to say it in a funny way. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, I don't have a funny that would be, uh, that would be a very say, like uh, uber conservative Christian thing yeah, to say of you. Yeah, quickly, as they say. Um, no, Jordan and I are still chatting. Actually, I uh, just was on, a, we had a date this weekend, which was the first we saw each other since our date uh, where we were on with you because he was out of the country and I was busy and then I was in the hospital. And so, but yeah, we're still, uh, you know, I would say we're friends who kind of like each other. We just live so far apart. And so I think, I think neither one of us, I don't want to speak for him. I wish he was on the, I I sent him the link. I was like, you're not going to believe it. Kale's going to ask me, join the, you know, the viewing and talk live but uh he's he's on a business thing right now um in another state so yeah i think neither one of us likes the other enough that we want to move or make it work he cannot move um and i I mean i have a job at the moment i couldn't move right now um so yeah we just have fun i i feel like it's a really comfortable friendship um yeah so yeah, we had a masquerade ball that we went to, which was super fun. My dreams. I always wanted to go to a masquerade ball. And then we did a bunch of uh, vineyards and uh, hikes. I saw you post, the, I saw you post the pictures uh-huh. from that. And I guess this is the point of a masquerade ball, but honest to God, I wasn't sure if it was him or not. And you are the type of person who would 100% just go with to something oh, like yeah, with that anyone. with a fully platonic friend, just for funsies and for yeah. the experience. And so I'm like, I want to type, I want to respond to this with the word scandalous, but I don't, don't know if the joke works if it's not him. Well, um, what's funny is I think so, a lot of people saw that and they were like, so give us an update on the guy. Is this the wedding guy? So a lot of people, I should have just said, uh, this is the, you know, relationship. That's not a relationship. Yeah. Sweet Jordan. Um, yeah. So you know, what's funny is this weekend we were, we talked about the other people we're talking to. So, uh, I think it's just, uh, honestly, I'm really thankful that we can talk and communicate about this and there's no, uh, expectations beyond what, what we are. So yeah, I'm really thankful. You know, he, he was teasing me the other day. He's like, are you trying to settle down? I'm like, yeah, my eggs are dying. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, like, I only have so much time. You could probably uh, you could probably sell some of them to Dylan the TikToker. I could sell some of my I eggs to Dylan. I, I should actually sell my eggs to Dylan. Um, that's a joke, mom and dad. But yeah, <laughs> so yeah, there. I don't have a big update. I don't have anything fun to say. Uh, I, I was stood up again by a guy. We agreed to meet up, and he just no showed. And another guy's like, "Oh, we should meet up," and I'm like, "Okay, great. Yeah, here's when I'm free." And then he's just never responded. So dating is a whole oh. thing, and 
I think between my health stuff in September, that was kind of rough. And then it's advising season on campus. I'm just, I'm not into making a big go of it, but um, yeah. So. Do you think that this, um, like you, this version of, of mm. dating with, uh, with the apps right. and whatnot, do you think it makes people more hesitant to, and I don't mean this in the modern, the typical uh, negative connotation of the sense, but makes people less willing to settle because it seems like there's so many available options out there. Like the pool used to be limited to right. like the people you could meet socially or in person. It, it was regionally limited. Like as far as you were willing to travel, sure. you know, you have the the odd story where you meet somebody on a right. trip, but uh, you know, otherwise. And so now it's like, uh, I just wonder if I'm not trying to talk you into or, or out of Jordan. And I think you yeah. know that, but I'm like, I wonder if Jordan would have made the cut if you guys had just met somewhere in PA mm. and it wasn't like, there's these other 75 dudes that I swiped sure. on and he's not checking all the boxes and one of them might. Right. And so I just need to continue to pause here to see if one of those checks more mm. boxes. Whereas before you would have been like, ah, seven out of 10, let's go. Yeah. You know, Kale, I think there's a lot to be said uh, for what you just mentioned. And I follow a couple... Uh, dating coaches on social media and, and they will also mention a lot that there's uh it's not quite decision fatigue but it's this this hesitancy and fear of there could be something better you know and i don't want to commit to you because even though you're amazing and maybe have eight out of ten things i'm looking for there could be that person that has that nine out of ten right and so i do think there is a lot to be said today with the apps of, I mean, it is, it's just hundreds of people. And, and it, it's for me, what I always try to do is, um, I try to swipe, you know, right to most people and try to meet them pretty quickly because it's just hard to know you're, you're judging someone off of a profile. That's not always accurate. So yeah, I think getting meeting people in person is a really good judge of compatibility. But yeah, it you know, I don't think that's necessarily what's going on with Jordan and I and and why we're not like exclusively dating or exclusively broken up, whatever. But I I have seen that a lot that it's hard to want to commit because you're afraid of missing out on something better. You know, you don't and that's that's life, right? And I think the beauty of marriage yeah. is, well, it doesn't matter. Like you got to nurture what you have, even if the grass is greener over there, you better take care of your own lawn. Right. So I think the fear is, and I've had, like, I, I remember one of the guys I dated, uh, for three months this past spring, uh, we were exclusive. And, and I remember one of my feelings was, did I commit too soon? I had this fear of like, I think I committed too soon. I don't know if he's actually a good match for me. What if there's someone better? And and as we dated, I realized, yeah, this is not, you know, legitimately, we're not a good match. We don't have this compatibility. So in a lot of ways, I'm really thankful for Jordan that we have not rushed a relationship that we're just, I mean, you go from never knowing a person. <laughs> it's like weird to be like, after one meeting, yeah. okay, yeah, it's you. What? You don't know this person. So, and, and because I think we live so far apart and our ability to be together and interact is limited, 
I, I feel like I'm only, I'm still getting to discern, is this even a person I would want to be in a relationship with? And I just, I think we rush that process in, in modern dating of wanting to be in something as if that label of something will give us uh, status or comfort or security and you don't know that person. So it, it kind of goes both ways. If anything I'm saying, I feel I'm talking in circles a bit, but there is, I think, because of the plethora of options. Um, but that's where you have to be disciplined. I mean, once you're in an exclusive relationship, my gosh, you got to get rid of the apps. You can't be on them. You can't be talking to new people. Like you're nurturing one thing. You're taking care of one thing. You're building trust in one area. And so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. So who's the, like, who's been the in-between? The in-between? What do you mean? Well, there, you, there, since there's been some non-Jordan oh. dates since you were in the podcast Actually, last. no, there's been non-Jordan conversations, but I was stood up and then uh, other people, uh, I, uh, I was like, yeah, let's meet. And then they never followed through. And um, yeah, so... I did send I did send Becca a picture today that I saw that was a ghost Halloween costume, <laughs> and it was a person with a typical like sheet over right. them, but on the sheet was a text conversation of somebody getting yeah, ghosted. Amazing. Like, hey, that was fun. Let's do it again. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. Are you? yeah. I did have one guy, and we were supposed to meet, and I took a day to respond to his one text, and so he blocked me. And I was like, well, I guess we're not meeting since he deleted my text. I'm like, sorry. I'm like, yeah. this is, again, I just think online dating is so strange. But in what world do you have to reply to a person the same day? That's not when you're not in a relationship. Okay. It's different. I think you're yeah. whatever, married, you know, you're together, whatever. But yeah. So I was like, okay, well, boy, bye. So no, actually there hasn't been, I've only talked to people. He's gone out with a couple people. Um, but everyone I've been chatting with hasn't, uh, come to fruition. So. He, uh, like it would be helpful if, if he, maybe both mm -hmm. of you would keep some kind of, some kind of public ranking available, <laughs> like if not public, at least to the others. So, so you kind of know where you stand at any given time. Well, You're like, Oh Oh, dang, Amanda, it's climbing up the ranks. This is a problem. Yeah, it is funny. He actually called me after one of his dates, and we decided we can't talk after a date. He could. I think he could if I was, if I had just gone out with someone, but I'm way too insecure, and, and he could tell. He's like, you're not in a good place right now. He's like, we're not going to talk about this. I was like, okay. Because <laughs> it's like, I, you know, I want him... I, and this is where I really do appreciate is we've had this conversation. If there's someone that's a better fit, we're both so stoked about that. We want it to happen. You know, we want the other to be happy. We think so much of the other. Um, and, uh, you know, so on one hand, I would want him to be happy with whomever, but of course the girl in me is like, but I want it to be me, right? Like, of course, of course, the girl in me wants him to say, I'm moving to Lancaster, you know, or I'm moving you up to Williamsport, it's you, you know, have a thousand of my children, whatever, even though neither yeah. one of us want a thousand children, right? But like, I'm not going to lie. Of course I want that, Carol. But at the same time, I... Well, then the irony is the irony is wanting that without being certain that you actually well, want him. Well, that's the thing. Exactly. So when... 
you 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 100 want him to want you exclusively you're just not sure you want him exclusively exactly. so anyways when we spoke yeah. that night i was like yeah he's right i probably shouldn't so we actually we took a break of talking about our other people we're chatting with mostly for my sake i, th- I think he's a lot more chill about that um, but we did this weekend in person, which I think was totally fine. And, and honestly, one of the dudes was kind of, a, not kind of, was totally horrible to me. And so I, I like that he was angry on my behalf because yeah, that was nice. Well, well, and I'm not reading into this on your side, but to mm-hmm. me, again, I'm not an advocate. Sure. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know Jordan and you know me. I would want to know Jordan Advice. more before I would give of him course. my approval, which is really what this thing well, all hinges you on. You would never be like honest. him because he doesn't own a gun. So anyways, but continue. Yeah. I mean maybe, you know everyone has maybe, faults, Kale. Maybe Dr. Joe maybe Dr. Joe gets some say here, but after that I'd like to think I've, I've got course. some sway. But that that he gets done with these things and is like, you know who I need to talk to? <laughs> like that you're that default? That kind of indicates some leaning. Like that that's a good tell in a relationship yeah. when not that you need to talk sure. every day, but especially early stages, especially sure. early stages. If you're like, man, I haven't talked for like a day. And I really met like, if you go that day without talking and you miss that interaction, I mean, I'm not saying go buy a ring, but that's an interesting tell sure. or the, I just did this interesting thing or saw this interesting thing or this good thing just right. happened to me or this bad thing just happened to me in that person's, if they're not number one, they're like, top three of, I need to talk mm, to this person right. about this again, I went out and buy a right. ring, but that's an interesting yeah. tell. Yeah. I mean, we definitely don't talk every day. Uh, we don't even text every day, but in, you know, in that case we did. But are you bummed about it on the days that you don't? Um, honestly, I feel like no, because I feel like if I want to talk to him, I talk, talk to him, like, you know, to his credit, he's a big phone talker. So he, he calls me a lot. Um, and I will text him, you know, so no, I'm not bummed because if I want to talk to him, I'll text him and say, Hey, can you chat? So no, because I don't feel like I've ever had a day where I'm like, I want to talk to Jordan and I didn't like we, and that's one thing that's nice is there's no games, you know, it's not this, like, I can't call him. I can't talk to him. Um, and he, he's a really big, he's really good. He, He drives all the time. So he's really good at just like five minute phone calls. So you know, I'm trying to think of days I haven't heard from him. If I was bummed, I don't know. I, I I don't I don't think so because I don't feel like if I was sad, I would talk to him. I don't know. So to, I don't think so, Kale. No. Um, All right, but also Jordan, because I know you're listening. <laughs> as an aside, buddy, nobody calls anymore, man. Uh, if it's gotta be vocal, you FaceTime. But otherwise, let's send a text, huh, buddy? He doesn't have an iPhone, Kale. So there's no FaceTime. Why didn't, how did this not begin yeah. there? Why did we not yeah. start the conversation yeah. with Facebook this? Facebook message video chat. So when he's abroad, that's what we've done is Facebook uh, video chat. But yeah, no iPhone green. Those, those texts are green. No, no. Oh, I gosh. Know. I'm so I know. It's now. really embarrassing. Um, it's yeah. It's probably actually the reason I don't want to date him right. is because of that. If I'm honest. All right. Well, for the listeners keeping score with Jordan here, I think we all know what column that one yeah. goes in. I think we all know where Big that goes negative. on the scoreboard. So I did have Becca, and I'll tell you this because I, I don't think it will. Uh, I think your your ego is healthy, and I don't think you'll care. And it's different strokes sure. for different folks. 
But I did have somebody who was like, I just can't, I just can't listen to the dating updates anymore. Like, I just, I just don't care. So I, I do want to, like, to me, the interest, of course, we're, we're friends, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, Jade, Jade, Jade has full custody, yeah, yeah. right? Yes. Uh, yes. You know, my, my wife, and you are, uh, you know, right. besties, uh, legit, yeah. um, you know, so I, I got you via, via marriage, but we're oh, friends. Yeah. So I, like, I have a. They have a personal exactly. level of interest in your exactly. in your actual dating life, and also, and I'm not going to name names, but man, have I had new spouses ruin some friendships, oh, exactly. right? And so, like, whoever you do end up with, we're stuck with them, right? And if they suck, yeah, that's, that's annoying. Your kid's uncle. You, even though you live in Pennsylvania, you're going to bring oh, them yeah. down here. It's oh, a yeah. problem, oh, right? Yeah. So I've, I've got a vested interest, but as a as a professional media personality as a podcast host, as a podcast booker, where I find the interest here is in particularly, and maybe this isn't as unique to an old married man. Maybe all of you who are out there and single right now are like, yeah, this is, this is life now. This like, this is what it's like, but to the rest of us who haven't participated in this process at this point, this is fascinating that this is the way these things go down and how much, you know, what's funny. There's always been this little subset of seemingly slimy guys who like there there's like process. Like there's, there's guys who would teach you to basically be a womanizer, basically to bed as many women as you can. And you hear those guys talk about it. And it was always a numbers game. Like you got to be willing to hear no a lot if you want to hear yes a lot. And they would actually play some psychological games and like, but they were playing the odds. It was the numbers and they were always sleazeballs for that. But now everybody that's participating in this modern dating scene is, it is a numbers Mm -hmm. game. Like you, like you, you need to swipe whichever direction is good as often as possible. Like it just increases your odds. It's just, it's just math. I mean, it's the same math as then, but now everybody's doing it and it's the norm and it's not slimy. And those guys were always, those guys were slimy and it wasn't just because they were, they were playing the numbers game. Um, but so it, to me, it's, it's fascinating from a cultural standpoint Mm -hmm. there. So yes, I am interested in Becca's dating update, but it's more like, modern dating right. update. I just think it it's intriguing. intriguing. That is hilarious. It doesn't uh, hurt my ego at all. I think it's, uh, I think that's hilarious. Yeah. I want to say Mike redacted, but don't, don't tell me how, but that just kills me. Um, no, but no, it is. No. And listen, this is this all awesome podcast. If you don't want to hear about Becca's adventures in modern dating, it's fine. I talked about beef exactly. for two hours, two episodes ago. Tune in next week. It'll be right, something right. else. Yeah. It is just so funny. The modern dating. I had a meeting this morning on, on campus with uh, two other men, directors of different programs and um we've been hosting some events and but they they came in the one came in and sat down and he's like I gotta ask maybe maybe you know so he's this guy's probably I, I would say like mid 40s the other guy is a little younger than me so like early 30s but both of them have been married for forever right and they're like there's a sign going on about safe relationships love bombing what is it do you know what love bombing is No okay. earthy idea. So, yeah, and I just thought that here's this hilarious. And these guys, like, they have no clue because they've been married forever. And this is something so common. So really what love bombing is, it's just, you know, you you get in a relationship and you want to influence the other person. So demonstrations, attention, affection, just like throwing, like imagine a bomb. You're just like piling it on. And usually it's because you're a narcissist. So you're trying to, you know, get them into your orbit to stay 
manipulative wise. And I just thought, this is so funny. It just, you, you know, you don't know what you don't know. That's why to me, marriage is endlessly fascinating because I, you know, I'm not married. I don't, I don't understand the ways of communication and whatever. So just, I, I think dating and also in this day and age compared to, you know, when I was post-college, it's a different world. You know, those 16, 17 years, it's a different uh, world and how my students go about dating is also different than how I go about it as, you know, in my, now my latter thirties, 36 these days. So whatever, sorry, sorry to the, whoever the listener is that doesn't want to hear about it. <laughs> I'm just going to love bomb you until you like my updates, but yeah. Well, listen, we mentioned earlier, our, our clock yes. is ticking at some point, small yes. children are going to bust through the door yes, here. Yes. So let's, we're, I know we're both looking over our list. What's the thing we, what's, what's left that we got it out at guest choice. What's the thing we got to hit know, on just, before we're honestly, done? There's so much, but the one thing is I saw an article this week that they're going to bring music to Instagram a la MySpace. And I just have to say, what would we do, Carol? Like how, how will the people handle it if we have music on our profiles? you know, how will the kids do it? Because they they don't know what that's like. And, you know, the stress that we felt about ranking, you know, our top friends and picking the songs according to our mood. And honestly, I don't see now. I, I loved it. I wanted my friends to know exactly where wow. they stood. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm not in your top eight. Right. Be better. Okay. Okay. So this is a good, this is good for you. We're not ranking friends on Instagram, but we are going to be adding music, which I just thought this is. I don't see the, I don't see the point though. Like I get everybody uses Instagram in their mm. own way. So some people are all about the reels, some right. people are all about the stories, but I, I, maybe I'm wrong. I feel like it's rare that you're just straight up on somebody's like profile on Instagram. Like yeah. you're just looking you're at not, their page with all their you're only doing that when you get a new friend or you want to date someone. Any boy I find uh, on these apps, go to his Instagram yeah. and then I'm scrolling. But so, like, if you're stro- like, uh, it, it'd be interesting. Like, does it does it say in the article you linked? Like, if I'm just on somebody's feed and scrolling through it, is it going to put that music like in the background of whatever's going on? That might be kind of dope. I think that's what's happening. I might be okay. Yeah, with that. I think that's one of the things. Um, you know. But if it's just going to be like only playing if you're on their profile, yeah. eh, nobody's ever going to hear it. It's true. It's true. It's why this is a proto. This is a prototype. They're internally testing it. So we'll see. But I just, that is so it just killed me when I saw hmm. that. Um, Everything's cyclical. It is. I get MySpace became a mockery. Do, do like, I need like sparkly clip art in my life again. No, no, I don't. Uh, but I liked the my eight. Yeah, is that my what top it was? Eight, my top, top eight, eight. My top eight. Uh, I liked. I liked the music. This kind of goes back to my. I'm. I'm always. I'm a dichotomy here because I'm at this weird point in life where I'm like, why do you want all the like stickers on a vehicle? And I used to be like my la- my F one fifty had all these stickers on it, and it was there was Go Ruck and there was Glock and there was just all these different things. And I'm like, this is what right. I'm about. And I'm like, why do I care if the person behind me in traffic knows what right. I'm about? And why am I advertising for these companies for free? No, companies, you pay to advertise on my podcast. That's exactly. how that goes down now. Um, but uh, so it, it's kind of the same thing. Like, why do yeah. I care if you know, like, this is my jam. Here's a banger for you while you scroll through pictures yeah. of my lunch. 
I don't get it. I say that there will there be music on my profile? Sure. Will you listen to the very very short Solid Seven podcast bumper over and over and over again while you're on our page? No, no, you won't. I'm not trying to drive you away. All right, please uh, like, subscribe, follow, exactly. retweet, repost, do things. whatever it is. Right. Do all those things. Add it to your story. Hashtag us. Um, uh, you know, mm. whatever. Uh, give us a five star review. All the things. Uh, you know, assume I'm singing a barbershop quartet song about it, like micro. Um, but uh, so, okay, so uh, so you can pick one song. One song plays on your Instagram profile, Bex. What is it? I mean, I feel like right now I'd have to go with something from you know Taylor. She just released Midnight, so I feel like I'd have to pick something of Taylor's. I don't know. I started listening to it today mm-hmm. because I saw so many yeah. people posting about it. I'm not uh, I'm not a Swifty per se, but I also don't dislike her. Okay. Most of I'm not her right. target market. Not. Haven't no. ever been the whole time she's mm-hmm. been out. I preferred country Taylor, but that's that's never coming back. I get it. Yeah, I, you know. Um, but uh, but some of her stuff's good. She's a talented oh, yeah. artist. Whatever. I think she's a legit musician. Um, you know, whatever. So I wasn't hating it. I wasn't like, yeah, I need this in I my like life. Um, but I did see, I did see somebody break down that this is the most profane oh, of yeah. her albums, and that it's not particularly close. And they included counts of. Uh, the words coming out of her, yeah, her little Taylor's potty mouth up now. and uh, it's, it's appalling. It's something. Yeah. yeah. It definitely is the most profane. She has uh yeah, it is. I, I noticed it listening. Not, not safe. No, for the ears. no yeah. this is not sweet country Taylor that grew up 20 minutes from me. No. Yeah. So just, just wait till just parents, just wait till kids Bob covers them. Then and you're, you're yeah, then you're good. I did break down. I started listening to oh. Christmas music two weeks ago. I'm sorry to say, <laughs> I know. <laughs> So I really tried. It was a bad so day at work, and I was like, cool. "I just need to, I just need an escape right now." And I was like, "I'm gonna put Christmas music on," so I did, and I've not regretted it once. Yeah. So uh. the uh, the the ladies in my in my office at my mild mannered mm. daytime job are very pro. Like, let's start Christmas as soon yeah. as possible, and I'm very like Christmas starts on. Thanksgiving mm-hmm. Day. That's you see Santa and the Macy's Day Parade. Christmas right. has begun because, and we know this, the things that we all love about mm-hmm. Christmas, we love and they're special because they're not around all the time. And if they were, we wouldn't care if everybody left their Christmas lights up all the time. If we ate the same meals, had the same yeah. scents, the same flavors all the time, it wouldn't be special. Um, also Thanksgiving, you know, exists. Halloween is a thing. My birthday in the middle on November 11th, you don't have to try very hard to find my wish list on Amazon is a thing. We need to respect that these things exist. Um, and so like, it's a, you know, they're always razzing me, giving me a hard time. They try and low, low key play the, the Christmas music, but then they have the audacity uh, and I don't think they'll mind this. I rarely talk about right, anybody right. from work on here, but of course, you know, again, we're back right, in tongue in cheek right, right. territory. But I, I would hear them talking and they have the audacity to complain about retail locations okay. recently already having their, their Christmas items out, even ahead of Halloween. And so from my office, I'm literally just hollering. I'm like, how dare you? How dare you judge right. them? Like you don't want to be playing some Bing Crosby and Mariah Carey in the background right now. Yeah, it is funny. Yeah. Yeah. So I love it. No, I I don't know what I'd go with. I don't when I'm Mm -hmm. playing music, 
Um, I, I'm the kind of person, like, I couldn't tell you, like, this is my favorite song of all time. I could tell you what songs are yes. in contention, but nothing's ever been, okay. like, the top, right? So I don't have, like, this one okay. favorite song. Um, I'll say, like, if I'm going to put music on that John Mayer's live Ooh, album a good one. Uh, is is a pretty consistent mm-hmm. go-to. Uh, it might be my favorite album. I, I have been known to describe that album as the pinnacle okay. of all music. As a collection of music, it's hard to beat John Mayer's yeah. live album. Um, that said, none of those songs on there, would I say, are my right. favorite songs. Um, I was playing before we started recording tonight. Uh, I was playing Civil War's cover of Billie uh, Jean. Classic. It would certainly be in One contention. It MJ, MJ, I mean, have your own whatever issues with MJ. Obviously a talent. Obviously one of the best to ever do it. The Civil War's cover of Billie Flawless. Jean is superior mm-hmm. to the original, and it's not yes. even close. Uh, Jeff Buckley's Hallelujah would have to be in the okay. conversation. Okay. Um, there are any number of country songs, mostly mid to late nineties mm-hmm. that would have to be attention, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you what would maybe mm. make it, uh, if I had to pick one man, uh, like, uh, Johnny swim, they're in heavy rotation yes. with me yeah. still big Johnny swim fan. What I'm telling you is that my, I'm a pretty, I'm a, I'm a pretty basic white guy uh, with my yeah. musical tastes um, is, is what I'm describing for the, for the listeners here. Um, but if you listeners, if you haven't heard it, uh, if you've ever heard of the band mm-hmm. need to breathe, they're fantastic. I love need to breathe uh, actually friends with their, with their bassist Seth, but I'm a big fan. Their lead vocalist has an incredibly yes. unique voice. And a couple of years ago, he low key without announcing it, cut a solo album under a pseudonym of wilder woods is that him um and so it wasn't known it wasn't known that it was him for quite a while even though he has a very uh-huh. distinctive voice but it's a very different style than normal for them uh and so wilder woods is him and there is a track on that album called sure ain't s-u-r-e mm-hmm. ain't and if ever there was a banger it is a banger that song is a bop okay. and a half and if I could only pick mm. one song right now, this moment in time, for as my Instagram right, theme right. song, it, it might be that. Interesting. That okay, fair winner. enough. Fair enough. I could never pick one song. You know, my mood changes, you know, every every 10 minutes. How could I pick one? You know, yeah. what do I want to project to the world? It's too much stress. It's That's decision fatigue. I couldn't do it. Well, if you remember, if you remember, ultimately, MySpace gave you multiple options yes. you could have a little playlist yes. and i'm sure it will just head Absolutely. in that direction yes. so well i heard i heard the garage oh, no. door i we hear little go. voices outside go. they may come in and interrupt us which is just fine um they can make a little podcast appearance here but becca lovely as always to have you on the pod our most Aww. regular regular for Sweet. a reason always a delight appreciate okay. you doing it appreciate you letting the uh, the patreon supporters Come and listen in live. And uh, listeners, we, of course, appreciate and love you, as always, for tuning in, sticking with us. Uh, Stop by the website, solid7podcast.com, solid7podcast.com, where you can always find links to the latest episodes, such as the one you're listening to right now. Uh, Upcoming events, which are infrequent, but they happen, some great causes, but also all the links to the social media that I have expressed all my disdain for, uh, Instagram, Twitter, 
Facebook. Those are all on there. You can rate the show right there. And please, 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 if you do nothing else, whatever app you're listening on, if you would do me the favor of rating the show, it goes a long way to put mm-hmm. the show in front of other eyes. So if that's yeah. a thumbs up, a five star, a review really, really helps. But just a rating is great. If you're not already following, would love for you to do that. And of course, if you want to be able to listen in on these recordings live sometimes, if you want to get some bonus content, if you would like to have a a solid seven mug, you can have all those things in your life as a Patreon supporter. And the Patreon link is there as well. And uh, so with that, I think think we nailed it. I think we've done the podcast justice this week. And and I, I feel good about, about signing off. feel like Perfect. we've done our job. Goodbye, friends. Bex, we love you. Listeners, we love you. We'll catch you on the next one. We're out. The Solid 7 Podcast is fueled by Jocko Go. Engineered for anyone who wants to get after it in life, pre-meeting, pre-testing, pre-negotiation, or pre-mission. If you're looking for an extra cognitive or physical edge, Jocko Go is your force multiplier. With 95 milligrams of caffeine and zero sugar, the keto-friendly Jocko Go will give you a physical and cognitive boost without the crash that you experience with average energy drinks. Visit JockoFuel.com today, and you can use our promo code SOLID7, that's S-O-L-I-D-7, to get 10% off your order Get on the path and get after it. Oh, and because lawyers exist, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and this product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. (laughs) 